Hello everyone and welcome to the PJB Sports Pod. Hello and welcome to the Italian Grand Prix preview episode. Um, probably not going to be the longest episode as we have back-to-back race weekends, but we're going to do the standard track and its history, some storylines to go over coming into the weekend, and then my predictions for what I think is going to happen here for the Italian Grand Prix. The track and its history, we're headed to Autodromo Nazionale Manza. The track is 5.793 kilometers or 3.599 miles in length with a total race distance of 306.72 kilometers or 190.587 miles being completed over the course of 53 racing laps. Monza contains 11 turns on the circuit, 7 to the right and 4 to the left with 2 DRS zones, 1 down the main straight, you know, the pit straight with the start-finish line, and 1 coming out of the second Lesmo corner at turn 7 and before the Ascari chicane at turn 8. Monza is known as the Temple of Speed, mainly due to the nature of the circuit being chicanes and 90-degree turns separated by long straights that lead to the speed seen nowhere else in motorsports. The fastest lap of an average speed was Juan Pablo Montoya in 2004 with a lap averaging 260.6 kilometers per hour, which is 161.929 miles per hour. So imagine doing that uh, speed around an actual track for three and a half miles is absolutely insane. Storylines for this weekend to watch. Haas kicked off silly season last weekend with both drivers from this year's team, Kevin Magnussen and Nico Hulkenberg, announcing they would be back in 2024, signing extensions for one more year on with the team. So that kind of kicks off saying there's two seats that are guaranteed filled to go along with, you know, the other ones that are filled, your Red Bulls and Ferrari kind of deals. Next up, the Daniel Ricciardo injury. He, uh, after, wow, English, after breaking his hand in a practice crash, we found out that Ricardo will likely be out until the Singapore Grand Prix later on in the year, with Liam Lawson filling in again for the Aussie here in Monza after taking over in Zandvoort. He did a great job there, actually. Um, Liam Lawson definitely impressed in his debut. I mean, how about coming into the weekend in Zandvoort as the reserve driver and ending the weekend ahead of your teammate in a Formula One race? Liam Lawson filled in for the aforementioned Daniel Ricciardo in possibly the worst car on the grid and finished the race P13 while his teammate Yuki Tsunoda finished the race P16. Dare I say, if Lawson were to pull out all the stops in Monza and impress yet again and beat Yuki Tsunoda, might Yuki's seat be in danger for next season? Just just a thought. We know when we think Daniel Ricciardo is going to be there. Uh, what about if Liam Lawson beats Yuki and Daniel continues on how he was looking for the full season because he's not looking too shabby against Yuki either and that Honda partnership's coming to an end in 2026 so maybe Red Bull wants to get one of their own juniors in the team before then getting him used to the car speaking of another future in doubt how about Lance Stroll Lance was nowhere this weekend in Zandvoort while his teammate was top six in all but one session this weekend and finishing second on the podium Stroll finished the race P11 while Lanza was dancing and screaming on the podium. I kind of mentioned in passing with the Dutch Grand Prix preview episode that Stroll was reportedly considering a career in tennis. Uh, You know, the one that he abandoned to take part in the Formula One scene. But more media outlets started reporting throughout the lead-up to the race that the outcome was turning out to be more of a reality than previously thought. Originally, I had heard that next season would be when Lance would call it quits, but I wouldn't even doubt it if this was the last year that he raced. I think 
the pressure that he's feeling going up against Fernando Alonso, uh, the amount of pressure that's coming in from his dad spending billions of, on billions on billions of dollars to put forth one of the best teams and cars on the grid for his son. I think Lance is kind of getting fed up with it, and he's getting even shorter in his interviews, not even like faking being happy when he comes into a race weekend. I really think he's fed up with it, and I think he's starting to regret following uh, Formula One instead of uh, going with his tennis career, which it sounds like I obviously didn't follow him in tennis, but it sounds like he was rather good at it. So maybe he gave up the wrong sport to go for something else because his dad liked it more. I not putting words in his mouth, just guessing based on what I've seen and read. But on to the next little storyline here. Engine penalties, maybe. Uh, Monza and Spa are typically the circuits with the closest correlation to uh, power unit penalties due to the ease of overtaking at the circuit, uh, or at least the perceived ease of overtaking at the circuits. We only saw Max Verstappen take grid penalties for new parts at Spa, so I expect to see a lot of grid penalties coming for this weekend's event. I say overtaking is easy, like I kind of just mentioned, but it's because you'll hear that everywhere. Uh, the reality is that passing isn't always that simple when guys can charge up batteries in defense and keep the challengers at bay behind them. Think of races like the 2020, uh, 2020 Italian Grand Prix, which, spoiler, is tomorrow's race re rewind episode, or the 2021 race where we have some surprise results in the final classification because faster cars just can't do any significant overtaking and the tire wear around the circuit is so low that strategy hardly comes into play in the Grand Prix. Like 2021, uh, Daniel Ricciardo won after getting up in front in the sprint race and he and Lando Norris just leading the field around the track no more than like three or four seconds ahead the entire race from third place. So... Even if the cars charged their batteries up and took off, the McLarens were doing it out front as well. And it didn't even matter. So if someone builds up a gap, they're just going to build up their battery power as well and just keep themselves out in front and overtaking will be kind of hard. So unless someone like a Red Bull with the overpowered DRS or uh, braking power, something is better, the overtaking's not as easy as they try to make it sound. So watch out for that, though. My predictions for the weekend, I'm batting a good 24, of, 24 for 41, 24 and 41, not the best of records, uh, so you don't have to listen to me, but I'm just going to go through the weekend, what I think is going to happen. Five plus drivers taking grid penalties. As I just mentioned right before, Monza is a hotbed for engine penalties and grid drops due to the thought of the track being easy to overtake on. I'm fully expecting a hefty amount of power unit changes this weekend, especially since I also mentioned Max Verstappen was the only one that took a grid penalty in Spa, and that was for a gearbox, not even an engine. So I think there's going to be a lot of engine penalties for this one. Excuse me, speaking of, how about Max Verstappen pole? But like, duh? But I'm not going to say he starts on the pole on the grid. I'm just going to say he wins pole. So... Um, Red Bull DRS and the straight line advantage that they have is unmatched on the grid. So I'm just going to give him a track filled with straight lines and high speeds. Max is surely going to end up at the top of the timing charts come the end of Q3 on Saturday. Third prediction, Logan Sargent gets his first points in Formula 1. The Williams car is a rocket ship in a straight line, and with the track being one of the easier ones on the calendar to navigate and less opportunity to overthink something and struggle or make mistakes... I think it's a perfect mixture for Sargent to get his first points in Formula 1. I mean, Nick DeVries did it on his debut last season in a last-minute jump-in for Alex Albon. 
So we see how his career turned out. I'd argue that Logan Sargent is better um, every facet. He was ahead of him in the Drivers' Championship with better finishes before DeVries got canned. So I think Logan Sargent can do it as well. Speaking of Williams, though, Alex Albon top six is my fourth prediction. Same as I pointed out just above with Logan Sargent, Williams will be a rocket ship in Monza with the straight line speed advantage they tend to have. But if you've listened to my predictions before, you'll know that every time I say anything about Albon, I'm wrong. So he's likely either not going to take a new power unit and have his engine break down and fail to finish the race, or he'll take a complete new power unit and start too far back to make up all the places to finish in the top six. I'm just fully expecting this one to fail, but I just it came to my head right off the top, so I just felt like I had to write it down. Uh, fifth and final prediction, this one's the juicy one that I hope comes true. Not that I hate Red Bull, but I just want to see something different, or at least a close race or something. Non-Red Bull winner this weekend in Monza. There's only two tracks left that I really think that Red Bull is going to struggle to make the wins come easy to them, and this is one of them. So I'm going to hope for this prediction's sake that both Red Bulls take new full power units and struggle with strategies and overtaking to the point that they won't hold the top step of the podium. It's not that I hate Red Bull, it's just want a different winner and like exciting racing, which we haven't had that either. So one of the two would be fantastic, either someone else winning or an actual struggle for Red Bull to win the race. Because when Max can go out and just win by 30 seconds, I liked Max on the come up. I have a signed card from Max from 2018. I'm telling you, I like Red Bull. Don't hate him. It's just so boring watching the same guy go out and win by 20 seconds every single weekend. I just either want him to struggle and actually have to race, which made everybody fans of him, by the way, was the way that he raced coming up. Uh, I just want to either see him do that again or like someone else, just something else. So that's my final prediction. My podium prediction, because McLaren is my team, and I want something crazy to happen. I've gone for Oscar Piastri to get his first career win this weekend, George Russell to finish second, and Max Verstappen to charge, but only finish third on the podium because I don't see, unless he fails to finish, a way that he's not at least on the podium. So this preview lasted about eight minutes longer than I expected it to. Hopefully you enjoyed it, and I will talk to you tomorrow or Thursday, depending on uh, life schedule. Uh, for the race rewind episode, the 2020 Italian Grand Prix. So until then, hopefully you enjoyed, and I'll talk to you later. Bye bye. <music>